1: strengthened in their faith and for their jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of jesus as the messiah the son of god
2: bless the lord good evening to you and welcome to for zion's sake thank you for joining us we're the volks my name is Shelley,
3: and my name is june hi everyone
2: it's good to be with you as we continue a theme that was started on monday and that theme of course because of the season we're in is thanksgiving from the historical standpoint The first Thanksgiving was held in the autumn of 1621 at Plymouth, Massachusetts. The pilgrims who had survived harsh conditions celebrated with what they called a harvest festival. The feast lasted for several days and the tradition was repeated at harvest time in the following years. Interestingly, the event was not called Thanksgiving because to the pilgrims, Thanksgiving was purely a spiritual event. The first recorded day of Thanksgiving was held in 1623 in response to a much-needed rainfall. And it was much later that the two events, in other words, Thanksgiving for the crops and the rain and Thanksgiving to God, were combined to what is now known as Thanksgiving Day, which President Abraham Lincoln made an official holiday in 1863. The pilgrims built successful relationships with the neighboring Indians, who in turn taught them farming techniques. This success was due in part to a local Indian named Squanto, who had been kidnapped and taken to England a decade before, and he was able to act as an interpreter between the colonists and the local Indians. We quoted some scriptures from Jeremiah, talking about a desire to return to the ancient paths, and we related that to Thanksgiving, because for the most part, we're not... Thanks, we're not celebrating Thanksgiving in the way it was intended to. We need to thank the Lord for so many things, especially the fact that he brought salvation to us. And yet Jesus seems to have gotten lost in the shuffle when we talk about Thanksgiving. And we encourage you when you gather together with family and friends, let time be put aside for each one to give a testimony of how thankful they are to the Lord. That will restore Thanksgiving to Thanksgiving Day. We started by reading three verses: First Thessalonians five eighteen, Colossians three seventeen, and Colossians three uh, Colossians three two three. Because the, this is the basis for what we've been talking about and what we'll continue to talk about.
3: And uh, those verses were how to give Thanksgiving, and it tells us one in everything give thanks, and two, all in the name of Jesus, give thanks, and three, heartily unto the Lord, in other words, with all of our heart, and that's how we should thank the Lord every day and on Thanksgiving.
2: All right. So... We went through scriptures, and I encourage you to jot them down so you could look back at it or listen to the podcast from the previous days. Ephesians five twenty, which talked about always giving thanks. Philippians four verse six, even though we're anxious, we shouldn't be anxious, but we need to pray and supplicate with thanksgiving to let our requests be n- made known to God. Junie, you read from Psalm 30, verses 11 and 12. We also read from 44, 8 in Psalms. In God, we have boasted all day long, and we will be giving thanks to God forever. And um, we are going to read. Junie, you want me to read Psalm 100, or you want to? Let me read Psalm 100, a very powerful portion of Scripture about Thanksgiving. Psalm 100. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. Know that the Lord himself is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name for the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting and his faithfulness To all generations. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Again, when why should, now we want to talk about why should we give thanks to the Lord? Again, we refer you back to 1st 518. Because it is God's will for us to give thanks in all things. And most especially, we should give thanks to God because it is His will that we give thanks. We see in Psalm 107 verse 1. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his loving kindness is everlasting. Why should we thank God? Because he's good. His mercies are new every morning. We see the same words in Psalm 118, uh, exactly as we read from um, Psalm 107. But then also staying in Psalm 118, we look at verse 21. Psalm 118, verse 21. Why should we thank the Lord? Um, so I'm sorry, I'm in the wrong Psalm. One, eighteen, verse twenty-one. I shall give thanks to thee, for thou hast answered me, and thou hast become my salvation. Is there a greater reason to thank the Lord, other than the fact that He saved our souls? We give thanks to Him because He answered our prayers. Over and over, we see that God is so worthy of our thanksgiving. We read in the same Psalm, verses 28 and 29. We're looking at Psalm 118. Why should we give thanks? Thou art my God, and I give thanks to thee. Thou art my God, I extol thee. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his loving kindness is everlasting. We see over and over that just saying thanks is not giving lip service Giving thanks should be a condition of our heart. Junie, there's another verse that really speaks loud and clear about why we should give thanksgiving. That is in Psalm 7, verse 17.
3: I will give thanks to the Lord according to his righteousness.
2: That's powerful, powerful. Why are we giving thanks to the Lord because we came from a condition of living with our self-righteousness and anything to do with self is not to do with God, but God has imputed his righteousness into us. What what should we do other than thank him? And of course, live out the righteousness of God in our lives. Psalm 107 verse 8, why should we thank God? Listen to this, Psalm 107, verse 8. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his loving kindness and for his wonders to the sons of men. God said that in verse 8. It's repeated in Psalm 107, in verse 15, in verse 21, and verse 31. Again, if God tells us something one time, we need to take it seriously. What should we do when in one psalm, Psalm 107, in verse 8, verse 15, verse 21, and verse 31, we hear these words. Let us give thanks to the Lord for his loving kindness and for the wonders to the sons of men. When have you given thanks to the Lord for his loving kindness? Loving kindness in Hebrew is a word called chesed, which really encompasses a lot more than just kindness. It's really the Hebrew word for grace and mercy and love and compassion. So Psalm 107, verse 8, we encourage you to read it and emphasize those verses.
3: And you know what's very um, interesting is that in the world, even sometimes from people we love or we give to, We don't receive loving kindness. We don't receive uh, the love that we give. might be rejected, but never from the Lord. His grace enables us to endure. His grace and loving kindness can fill us with compassion, for even those that mistreat us or misuse us or abuse us so i want to encourage every listener along with myself that god is good god is faithful and his kindness his loving kindness yes
2: lord endures forever you know, Junie, I want to step back a little bit, go back to Psalm 7, uh, verse 17. I will give thanks to the Lord according to his righteousness. Again, um, we go back, we look ahead to uh, Psalm. I'm sorry, I'm so much in Psalms. First uh, Corinthians chapter one, verse 30. Listen to this. We're talking about righteousness. But by his doing, you are in Christ Jesus who became to us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. How can we not every day, even beginning a day, let the first words out of our mouths be, thank you, God. There's so many reasons why we should thank God. We're covering him now. It's his will. It's his loving kindness. It's his righteousness. It's the fact that every morning we wake up, his mercies are new. How can we do anything but thank the Lord? All right, let's go on. Since we're in 1 Corinthians, let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4. This is Paul writing to the Corinthian church. I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God which was given you in Christ Jesus. What can we say? How can we ever run out of thanksgiving if we're going to thank God in Psalm 107 for his loving kindness, for his wonders? And now in 1 Corinthians 1, I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God, which was given you in Christ Jesus. You know what I think of, Junie? How many times, first off, how many times have we thanked God for his grace upon us? It's by grace we've been saved by faith. There is no other means of being saved. We had very little to do with it other than being recipients. But God's grace was poured out on us and God's grace is sufficient for us. Remember when Paul had the thorn in his flesh, God said, my grace is sufficient for you. We should every day thank God for his grace. And I see Paul thanking God for the grace upon the church at Corinth. We need to start thanking God God, for the grace that we see upon other people as well. So again, Thanksgiving, again, is not lip service, just to say thank you and then pass it over. Thanksgiving for every believer in Messiah needs to be a way of life. It's his will, and we give glory to God when we thank him. Father, we want to thank you now. We thank you for the overabundance that you give for us. You do exceedingly more than we can ever think or imagine by the power that works in us, the Holy Spirit. We say thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name.
3: Amen. Amen.
1: Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelly and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784.